As a trucker, you've kept our country going during the COVID-19 pandemic. We know that you take your role seriously. And without you, America would have shut down. The team at Rev wants to say thank you for having our backs every day. We also know that keeping costs down is your number one goal. That's why at Rev Insurance, our priority is helping you save money while keeping you safe on the road. Call 800-347-5373 and let the trucking experts at Rev assist you with a free trucking insurance quote and save up to 37%. Wow. Rev specializes in providing insurance of all types to small fleet owners and independent owner operators, whether local, short haul, or long haul. Rev Insurance can get you covered at a price that fits your budget. From liability, damages, and cargo to workers' compensation, Rev has your back while you're out there on the road. Call 800-347-5373 or visit www.revinsurance.com. That's 800-347-5373. Rev Insurance. They know truckers because they only work with truckers. Listen, I know keeping up with your authority and renewals can be a challenge. As a thank you to Talk CDL listeners, J.J. Callender would like to offer six months of free DOT authority monitoring to a lucky listener. Basically, we'll watch over your authority send you a monthly report for six months, help you fix anything that falls out of compliance, and renew your MCS-150 form and VMT, as well as file your UCR for free. After six months, you can choose to cancel or continue your service for just $39.99 a month. To enter and for official rules, visit truckingauthority.com slash talkcdl. Hey drivers, are you looking for a new job or are you looking just to become a new lease driver? Well, NCI offers new Kenworth T680 double bunk condos with APU and refrigerator, all standard in all of their equipment. Come aboard and become a lease operator or you can become a company driver. NCI offers regional positions, over-the-road positions, team positions, and also NCI will take on a few students if you've graduated from a trucking school. Pick up the phone, check out NCI, and see if they have what you're looking for at 888-311-7076. That's 888-311-7076. Looking at some old-time stuff, and um, actually, you know what? I have the sound turned down. Listen to this. Yeah, I do. What is it? Yeah, we got the front door fit, buddy. First six things alive. Looks like we've got us a convoy. See, that's when you can call somebody a good buddy and not mean a good buddy. <laughs> so anyway, so I pulled up the words, and it was kind of an interesting... Boy, I tell you what, this is a song that really had a lot of lyrics. I, I sent you a copy. You got a co- your little copy over there? I do. So, um... It's kind of interesting the way the song goes. I where are we at here? Convoy, where are you? Here it is, right here. So the song starts off, and I don't know how many people actually know this. It says, "Oh, breaker, breaker one nine. This here's the rubber duck. You got a copy on me, pig pen. Come on, oh yeah, ten four, pig pen. For sure, for sure. By golly, it's <clears throat> it's clean, clear to flag town. Come on." Yeah, that's a big 10-4 pig pen. Yeah, we definitely got the front door good, buddy. Mercy sakes alive. Looks like we got us a 
convoy. And, and Ruthann, I, I want to point out one more time. This was back in the day when you can use the word gay as happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you could call somebody good buddy and he'd be your good buddy. Mm-hmm. Not a good buddy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of an interesting song here. That's And that's when he, he goes solo and he goes, Was the dark of the moon on the 6th of June in a Kenworth pulling logs? A cab over Pete with a reefer on and Jimmy hauling hogs. We is a heading for bear in a one... Uh, what's that word right there? I-1-0? What is that? Are you... Yeah. Lo- what is that? In an I-10? That would be I-10. Okay, so so he says, we is a heading for bear on an I-10, about, the, about, about a, a mile out of, go ahead. Shaky Town. Shaky Town. Where's, where's Shaky Town? Where's Shaky Town? Where, what is, when a trucker says, um, coming out of Shaky Town, where's Shaky Town at? Huh? Do you know? Um, it, I'm guessing it's probably California somewhere where <laughs> earthquakes are. Do you know where it's at? No. Shaky Town. You know, it's funny. I should know Shaky Town. Shaky Town. Trucker Talk. Shaky Town. Um, trucker Talk. Where's Shaky Town at? Everybody's gone. Troy, you don't know where Shaky Town's at? I don't. Where's Shaky Town? Shaky Town. Shaky, Shaky, Shaky Town. Gosh, I can't even find Shaky Town. Da 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 da. Pull it up. Urban Dictionary. Big Trucker. Shaky Town is referring to Los Angeles. I said probably an earthquake city, so it says Los Angeles. You, you, got, a, you got a little cough over here? Sorry. You shaking? Just, that just came up out me. Okay. So anyways, I mean, this is stuff we grew up on. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love I love the way he put that stuff together. Was the dark of the moon on the 6th of June in a Kenworth pulling, ho- oh, pulling logs. I can't even read today. So anyways, that's, I was just wanting to talk about old, old trucking. Actually... I like Teddy Bear. That was a, a you ever hear the word the song yeah, Teddy Bear? Yeah. But this But was, no, I liked Convoy. No, this this was a really cool song at one time, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't hear it played much anymore. No, I and, and I like that it was in a movie. C.W. McCall. Mm-hmm. And and then the lyrics, cause we got a gr- oh we got a little old convoy. And I never knew they said little old convoy. We got a little old convoy rocking through the night. Yeah, we got a little old convoy. Ain't she a beautiful sight? Come on and join our convoy. Ain't nothing gonna get in our way. We got a trucking convoy across the USA. Convoy. Convoy. <laughs> Come on, man. You know what? It's overtime. And now it's ironic that we're messing around with this song. We just got a uh, a CD in the mail from our one of our good buddies. Mikey. From Mike Sheffield. Yep. Hey, he's our good buddy. He is. He's our good buddy. He's a, a good friend. Right. Mike Sheffield. Mike's Mike's uh, one of the truckers out there that put songs together. And mm-hmm. and hey, do we have? Do we have this? Uh, what is it? A CD? He sent yeah, us. Yeah, he sent us a CD. I don't have. I didn't upload it because I just opened it. Do so. people play CDs still? Yeah, they do. Really? Mm-hmm. I just download stuff anymore. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that like the new thing to do? Just download it or yeah, even steal no. it? You know? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, borrow it off of YouTube. I mean, I don't. I don't. I'm just kidding. So, anyways, I just thought I'd bring that up. I uh, was looking at a few things in the trucking world today, and I seen a survey. Earlier, we can we can get off the convoy. You want to get off the convoy? Should we break mm-hmm. loose? Should we take the exit? Yeah. So I was looking at a survey earlier. It was uh, uh, actually posted by the American Trucker, and it was uh, the ATRI. You know what the ATRI stands for? 
That was my computer. American Trucking. American Transportation Research Institute. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And what, what they had was there was a survey done with a thousand drivers, thousand truckers, and the uh, concerns of truckers and of carriers. They listed them. Obviously, carriers' concerns are different than the actual truck driver's concerns. Mm-hmm. But they uh, they listed the trucker concerns. What do you think the number one concern was? The number one concern. From a trucker. From a trucker. In the last, say, one year, what is the number one issue truckers are having? What do you think it is? And I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's not the coronavirus, and it's not riots. In fact, that's not even on the top ten. So what do you think the trucker issue is? The number, we can start with the number one. What do you think the number one issue is with all truckers right now? Construction. No, not construction. But, you know, you're kind of on the right track. Parking. Ah, yeah. Because paid parking. Well, yeah, a lot of things have turned, and and that's true. When we were we were over at the uh, the pilot over there, they got a like one third of their lot is all paid, you know, uh, which is kind of re- ridiculous. But at the same time, the free parking, the the parking that truck drivers are rushing their brains out to get to every day, it's you know a lot of times you get to the end of the day, and you know if you're held up at a shipper or receiver. And you know you only have so much time to get to a truck stop. And you get to the truck stop, and you're barely looking. You're barely getting a spot if you do get one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's. I think that they really put a put it to the driver by making them pay. Then for I mean, why why all of a sudden start making drivers pay to park in your lot so that they can come into your facility to pay you more money to buy drinks, food, supplies. So I don't understand at all. I mean, the grocery stores don't make you pay to go into them. That's don't give them any ideas cuz if they could they would. You know what if I I find it, it it's all anytime you can charge somebody, it warrants supply and demand or desperation or need of it, okay? Remember save a lot. The stores down here in Florida. Oh, the quarter. Remember that? What they started doing, they I guess because they were trying to get people to bring the shopping carts back instead of leaving them in the parking lot So no, because nobody returned them, they, they instituted that little lock on the carts, and you had, the only way you can, you can uh, get a cart was to... Put the quarter in. You had to deposit a quarter mm-hmm. in the cart, the shopping cart. And many people are probably going to lie, <laughs> but it's true. They, they had this little lock on the carts where you have to put a quarter in it. And then at the end of your shopping trip, when you're done, the only way to get your, you get your quarter back if you return your cart. If yeah. you don't return the cart, somebody else is getting your quarter. Yeah, you have to put it up. You have to pop the chain in, in the one area, and it's like a bike lock. You just pop it in there, and it pops the quarter and out. And the quarter comes popping right. back out. All yeah. these started at. Right. And then they then all, and, and then they took that away. Because they realized it was stupid. Because nobody, every well, actually, more customers were like, screw that. I don't even carry quarters. <laughs> so because a lot of people don't carry money anymore, 
that kind of a, was a fail. But now the truck stops, like you said, I don't know why they charge. Well, they charge because they can. That's the only reason they do is because they can get away with it. That's the only absolute reason. If they, if if truck drivers would say, you know, screw you, we're we're not going to come here. But the problem is they realize we got you, trucker. Mm-hmm. We got you by the gonads because. You know what? At the end of the day, you have no time left on your ELD now. Mm-hmm. You're desperate. You're tired. Right. Guess what? You're going to pay me. Right. And I hear the money. I, I seen a report not long ago with these truck stops. Are actually, they're amazed at the actual. It isn't a little bit. They're taking in a lot of money. And their, their facilities are not any better. You know what I mean? No, I mean, there's no, still, there's no. They're still the same facility. They're not like they're dumping that money back into their facility to make it a greater place. They're not changing. No, what they're doing is they're taking the money. But what's, what's you know, I don't want to say genius because it's not genius when you have... You don't. It's not genius. To it's rip not genius off. when you can stick a gun to someone's yeah, head. You're and ripping make, them off. You're ripping off the driver that's supplying you with everything that you're working you with. Yeah, it's not like if it, it wasn't for the driver, you wouldn't have a job. Right. It's not like you overcharge for everything else in the truck stop to begin with. Yeah. You know. So then, like you said, you know, to hold them over a barrel because hey, guess what? We got 30 paid spots here, and we know there's going to be 300 at the end of the day looking for a seat. So mm-hmm. what? What? Are, the drivers that know, hey, I'm screwed. I got to pay. Now, just imagine if you paid for a spot every day. What is, pull it up. How much does a truck sp- a truck stop parking space cost? I think I, I had heard from a driver that it was like 25 Is it $25 for real? I mean, I, that's insane. If you had to actually, I wonder if any of the trucking companies, you know, we should send out letters and find out, are trucking companies actually offering truck stop parking fees? And... Are trucking companies negotiating, you know what I mean, like a J.B. Hunt or, or a, a Swift or even a mid-sized company, are they smart enough to say, listen, we negotiate cheaper fuel prices by buying. How about we start negotiating a driver parking so that at least we have a, a, uh, an amount of spaces set aside for our, our drivers? You know, and not only could the Swifts and the JBs, but the smaller companies could also negotiate it. It's just kind of a, it's a, like a bidding war they've started on these damn spots. You find a, you find a price? Well, I guess I'm like wrong on yeah, well, some of it. Yeah. It's, I'm hey, used, you heard it. That's used, all we have to go with. I'm used to that. Yeah, but go ahead. It says um, on truckernews.com, it just says prices range from as little as $8 to as much as they can get. So, so I was thinking 10 to 20. So even let's just say they get 10. See, it says as little as eight, but my guess is, is at least 10, $15. Okay. But even if you paid $10 every day and you stay out a month at a time in a 30 day month, that's a $300 bill you're paying just to find parking out on the road. That's an, that's now another expense to the working man. That's just kind of ridiculous. Like, you look intensely staring into your computer. Well, I'm I'm just reading through some of them and, and looking at the dates of when some of this is saying is it getting out of hand, you know, and and so forth, you know. Well, I think it's going to get even more out of hand because the only I think the only way it starts to mellow out a little bit is when you know drivers can get fully in charge of their ELDs. They could start, stop, and go whenever they want to. The satellite should have the brain enough to just compute what they can do and what they can't do and be done with it and let the driver just have full 
full charge of his driving hours. I think that all because what happened was a lot of drivers started clocking in the morning, and then now they they were racing the clock till the end of the day. You put your finger up. Is there something you want to say? Well, I'm not sure exactly. You know, this was out of Transport Topics. It says truck parking shortage costs drivers forty six hundred a year, supposedly. It's cost a driver forty six hundred a year. That doesn't, I boy, I tell you what, that sounds a little high because obviously, if it was, if it was ten bucks a day, and truckers don't stay out, you know, three hundred sixty five days a year. Well, it's saying here it takes a driver an average of fifty six minutes a day looking for parking. Basically, they're not getting paid. It's a frustrating time and costs the average driver about $4,600 in direct loss compensation looking for trucking parking, truck parking. It is not just a safety and compliance issue. It's an economic issue for some of these drivers. And our data shows for some of these drivers, it's the last nail in the coffin and they are out of here. Well, I mean, if we're being honest, there's a lot of truck drivers that have left the industry. I mean, just honestly got sick and tired of... You know, I've heard many of the old-time truck drivers, you know, the, you know what they say? It, the fun in trucking is not there anymore. Yeah. I mean, and let's be honest. Trucking is a career. A lot of a lot of truck drivers have chosen it because of the word freedom. Okay, the freedom of the road, the freedom of just being out there and being paid and, you know, working coming home every now and then, but being, being a cowboy, you know, being gone and doing your thing, you know, just, it's, it's, it's a life that I used to live and I loved it. Mm -hmm. But when you start, when you, when you show up to work one day and, and every robot is around you and every, every rule is chained on you. Okay. Here's, here's the new ELDs and here's the new this, and here's the new that uh, and, and you take away stick shifts. And now you guys are all being put in automatics. And, and, and like I said, Especially the ELDs have been the big killer because it really limits you mm -hmm. to how many miles you can run. And quite frankly, more truck drivers knew their limits. Um, we still have truck drivers that get in accidents because they're tired, because they're racing the clock, or because of when they you start. People in four-wheelers have the same issue. Yeah. I mean, people drive all the time. If they're tired, yeah. they'll still drive. You can't stop them from doing that. Yeah. So, But anyway, so that was number one. Truck parking was the number one concern of truck drivers. You want to know what the number one concern of motor carriers is? Having a driver. Yep, exactly. Dri <laughs> driver shortage. Yeah. That that is the number one issue of a trucking company. And, and and since we're on trucking companies for a second, what do you think the number two concern or issue is with a trucking company? The, I'm, I'm I'm on the trucking company side now. So the number one issue was driver shortage, and the second one is retention. Egg, you're spot on. Woo! Yeah, ding, ding, ding. So so not only finding a driver, but then when you get the... And you know what? And I, I'm, I'm, Look, I'm not trying to put trucking companies down, but I've seen... This is my personal view of a lot of trucking companies. We've worked with trucking companies, but we've worked with some over the years in retention when we used to be with TAW and we used to do a lot of retention for companies. Mm -hmm. And one of the... A lot of the issues were why drivers were leaving was really the conflicts with the people inside. Um, we said this before, there was one company, a very popular company that we, uh, all the computers and all the, the interviews that we did with the drivers, why they were leaving. And this one particular company was losing 10% 
the the charts don't lie. Mm-hmm. They based on the interviews, ten percent of of their um, driver loss was when a driver turned in their uh, receipts. Okay, like for money spent on the company, tolls, whatever, scale tickets. They had to beg payroll to get reimbursed. It, right. And even though they had turned it in, the these they would have to go sometimes three, four paychecks of begging. And I don't think people realize, okay, so it's only a $10 bill. Guess what? To the trucker. My $10. It's my damn $10. Absolutely that right. That $10 can mean... For a driver, you know, back then it could have meant showers. It could have meant his, you know, his days, almost a full day worth of food back then. Now it could mean parking. So, so real about this. And so when they say about driver retention, I look at a lot of these companies. Remember the one, I'll even say the guy's name because I won't say his last name, but there was a night dispatcher. His name was Tommy. And this one company, the the truck drivers that were quitting was like ten or fifteen percent. When we were interviewing these companies, right, we would interview these guys after they had left the company, all right, and we would sit and talk with them, and we would put them all in these charts based on all these questions. And ten or fifteen percent of these drivers were quitting the company because of the night dispatcher was a jackass, mm-hmm. and they couldn't get a hold of him. Or when they did, he was just. Absolutely a rude son of a gun, had no people skills at all, mm-hmm. which you need. Okay. Yeah. Hey, if you're gonna spend if trucking companies are spending the money and you say you're worried about retention, but then you have a jackass at night dispatch, or you have a jackass in your orientation. In any of the DMs. Well, think about it. The orientation instructor. You know, at one time the orientation instructor was was old Joe, the retired trucker that they wanted to keep the guy had an attitude. They just stuck him in the orientation room, and he was he was a jackass to the incoming guys, and some of them would walk out. But anyway, so this company was was they had a nice dispatcher named Tommy. They were uh, it was like up to fifteen percent of their drivers. They had one hundred and fifty drivers. Okay, this company had one hundred and fifty trucks. They literally were losing ten to fifteen drivers a year, and this was. These guys, it cost them. I think they had to figure it figured out at ten grand per hire. So that was one hundred and fifty thousand dollars just in hiring. And then when you have a truck sitting, that's called opportunity cost. So now, if you have a truck sitting because a driver quits, whatever your projected revenue is and your revenue, that all that all goes into your your loss and profit state profit statements. Okay, so you have a truck sitting and it's costing you money plus your projected money that you're losing that you didn't make. It all adds up. And it and when it came down to it, we sat with this trucking company and we said, listen. When we, when we signed on with you, you said you want to know where your leaks are at. Driver retention, right? Mm-hmm. And we told them, Tommy. And we named him, we, we said, Tommy, blah, blah. Well, come to find out, Tommy, blah, blah was a cousin or a nephew mm-hmm. of the owner. And so there was a lot of family that worked at this company. Guess what? We, we didn't work with them much longer mm-hmm. because there was no way they were going to get rid of Tommy. So... When you say as a trucking company, driver retention, how serious do you really take 
driver retention. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that there's a lot to blame with the driver, too. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about on the trucking company as part of it, Mm -hmm. okay? Now, I know you can't please every driver. But at the same time, when you look at retention levels, if you don't have a good uh, retention company touching your your exit interviews and, and charting everything for you so you can actually see and be able... See, one of the things that we learned in re- driver retention, this company here, or these companies are saying driver retention is their number two thing. We learned this. Money and home time were the number one reasons why a driver quits. Mm-hmm. We learned that's a hands down. If I'm not making money, I'm out of there. If you ain't getting me home, I can't see my family. I don't give a shit about money anyways because I'm going to lose my damn family. So I'm going home, right? Right. And then, of course, equipment, running areas, all that other stuff followed that, right? Mm-hmm. So they were the ones that were more hard to correct, Okay, because you can't, it's hard to change your customers. So you got to find drivers that can meet the needs of your customers, whether depending on how long they have to stay out and how much money they're going to make, that's all going to fall into that place. That's a harder fix, believe it or not, than any of it. Okay. Um, And companies purposely over hire. Right. So. Or they leave out a little bit of information to try and mislead. Right. But now go back to these other two small problems I was telling you about. The one company, they were losing 10% of their drivers because drivers had to beg to get their receipts back. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can fix that. That's a fixable thing. Pay your freaking driver, dumbass company. Mm-hmm. That's an easy fix. Right. Is that not an easy fix? That's a super easy Hello, fix. Hello, there's a receipt. Pay them. What about Penny with her no- finger up her nose and got an attitude in the office, and, and she's all pissy today and, and, and purposely misses paying somebody, and that happens a lot in trucking companies. When you got somebody that everybody complains about, you might want to look at that person. Mm-hmm. But, but there's a fix right there. Pay the receipts. Don't make a driver bag. And number one, to be honest with you, Get toll passes and, and other things so where drivers aren't supp- having to take money out of their own damn pocket to, to support your company. You're already losing when you have a driver that has to pay money to keep your company going. Yep. Okay? You yeah. wanna, you're going to cry about driver retention. Here's the fix on some of the things. That's number one. Number two, if you got your cousin or your nephew working at night dispatch and 10 or 15% of your fleet's moving, guess what? Guess what? Take your damn cousin and put him out in the truck wash and make him scrub truck tires instead of working inside if he's going to be if running your drivers off. If he's not a people person, put him where there's no people. Damn right. Make him make him clean the damn bathrooms. But don't don't have him interacting with truck drivers unless you don't give a flying rat. Unless you think blood is thicker than water. My family's more important, but I don't really care about my business. But I really care about retention. That's I mean, you can't have them both. If you if it's your company, then mixing what's that old saying? Business with pleasure and pl- with pleasure with family. You got to keep business business. And if you got Uncle Joe, Uncle Buck, Brother Bob, whoever, if you're in charge of your trucking company and you got a family member that's running drivers off, they're not a family member once they walk walk onto your lot. Blood blood doesn't go through that lot. It should stop. Right. Because once they enter the property. It's professional at that point. There ain't no respecter of persons playing favorites. Oh, I'm going to pick my cousin over my trucker. You know what? If you got a trucker that... If it's one trucker or two truckers, then it's one thing. But if it's if it's a percentage that, that you're losing and it's 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 in triple digits, then it's it's something more serious and you should take a, a better look at it. So what do you think the number two issue is of truckers? First issue is truck parking. The number two issue is... You got an idea? I was going to say uh, pay. There it is. You're you're spot on today, Ruthann. I know my guys. 
And girls, I guess. Wow, look at you go. Okay, so driver (laughs) compensation. So the number one issue with truckers is truck parking, according to the survey. Excuse me. And number two is driver compensation. Number three was kind of um, one to me that I never thought would be that big of an issue with truck drivers because I've always heard that it's, it's something that recruiters lie to get you in the door over. Home time? No, detention pay. Oh, really? Right. Being delayed and not being paid for it. You know, I mean, getting getting compensated for that because it's going to it's going to stop you from keeping on the moving, you know. Mm -hmm. And so that was the number three issue. The number four issue is um, the hours of service. Right. The ELDs. Yeah. See, I would have thought that would have been a part. Or not the ELD mandate, but just the hours of service and how you can run and how you can't run. Uh, Number five. Here's a weird one with truck drivers. Um. Uh, concerns driver training standards that a thousand drivers interviewed and the number five most popular answer is they're concerned that the drivers coming out of school and being trained are not being trained properly no I got it I was trying to figure out what it was at first that you're meaning yeah, um, I was so you're kind of like said it like a little bit more clear from because I'm like driver's training standards because I was thinking from the company you know like going through orientation that type of thing I'm like I, I couldn't figure it out but now yeah I mean because some of them don't have that training they should have and they have driver trainers pushing them just to get them off their truck so that they can be back without them again you know. I, I literally would have never thought that because, first off, my training was my grandfather. <laughs> Shift the damn thing, will you? My training was you. <laughs> exactly. My, your training was me. <laughs> and so I would have... <laughs> poor girl. But I, I would have never guessed that, that truck drivers are more concerned about other truck drivers' training standards. And maybe even their own. But um, guess what number six was? The number six... Um, Issue concern with truck drivers, automated truck technology. Yeah, they don't want all the automated stuff. Yep, that they the, want it back the, to the way it was. The autonomous truck creeping up to take their job. I, I mean, I'm, that's what I'm guessing. That's really talking about there. They're getting started, getting concerned about all the automated stuff to where we're just going to be sitting in a truck, yeah. monitoring it and going down the road. Uh, so. I mean, I seen a, a guy on a guy that was uh, part of Freightliner the other day, and one of his speeches was, "We're doing this so that drivers can get more rest while they're going down the road." You're not doing that to give drivers more rest. You're doing that to get rid of the driver someday. That's a guarantee. I don't want to hear that sugarcoat BS. We're doing it. We're doing this so a driver can sit back and be more rested while he's and 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 being prepared to take over the truck. But if they're supposed to be monitoring, come on. That's like that's like a like up in the tower as the planes are coming in and out. He's taking a nap because you know. They got all those other things up there that can tell a pilot when a plane's coming near them. I mean, that's stupid. A couple other issues truckers had. I'm still I'm still surprised on something though. Oh, what you got? What are you surprised? You with? haven't said home time yet. No, there was absolutely no. So in the, like, in the, now this is just the top ten. You know, well, first first off, this year they've all been home. <laughs> with, 
Half of them have been home to begin with, and, and uh, you know, there's 1.3 million out of work. I don't mean I have no idea what was surveyed. Yeah, but was it two, uh, 2020 or was it 2019 they did this? Survey? I don't know. It's the last, I'm going to guess it was probably, uh, no, t- 2020. 2020 uh, ATRI list for, or driver issues top ATRI's list for 2020. So, Speed limiters was another one. So because a lot of talk, there's a lot 65. of talk across the board of a a national speed limit for truckers. Um, and we'll we'll see if that I'll tell you what, talk about unfair. You're gonna make all 18 wheelers, let's just say 65 miles an hour. This is really the talk. It's gonna be across the board. You know, and they've been running tests on this in like the five, five East Coast states for uh, the last couple of years. They, the the uh, Department of Transportation started this a few years ago. And we announced it on Talk CDL. This was like maybe three years ago. So, and of course, they're gathering data, crashes, um, probably fuel, everything, right? Well, how unfair would it be to a guy that is an owner-operator? He buys his own truck, right? Guy goes out and finances a truck. You're going to make that guy take his triple-digit rig and drop it down to 65 miles an hour. I'm, I'm telling you, that's going to cause a lot of pain. Honestly, I think they should have their, you know, just the same rights when it comes to a, a car, when it comes to their speed. If they go over the speed, that's their fault for let them get their ticket. You know, if they're a good driver then why pen, why penalize them? Just make the speeding fines higher for a driver that wants to speed and get caught, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying it. I don't, again, I'm thinking like a trucker. I know that if I was back on the road and I own my own rig and you put a limit on it of, say, 65, I'm just using that as an example what the speed limiter, and I think 65 was what they proposed to begin with. Yes, yeah, it's not. I don't think that's right. Right. And then another one was ELDs. So now the other top issues, trucking companies concerns, um, compliance, safety, accountability, uh, which is the CSA, uh, insurance cost. Man, CSA bothers me. Well, why should a driver be penalized for the company? Well, to be honest with you, if, if you want to know the truth, if you go back in time, they could not get trucking companies to be compliant with their equipment and they would find a company that did nothing. Okay. Company would just pay his little fine for his lights out or his brake adjustment and they just keep going. Right. You start finding the driver and putting the record on the driver. They quit the company because the company isn't going to pay it. Drivers start saying, listen, I am not going to drive your junk truck and have it go on my CSA score. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to have my PSP uh, having a bad safety rating because of your equipment. And that's what happens to truck drivers. They, they get enough violations because of equipment. Trucking companies are saying, listen, this guy doesn't care. He wants to drive for a junky shit company and 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 stay there and keep getting tickets. Well, then this is a guy that doesn't care about his own career. We don't want him. So that does happen. So what happened was it actually had a good reverse effect. Truck drivers started saying, you know what? 
I ain't driving your shit equipment. Guess mm-hmm. what? Trucking companies started getting more compliant. That's exactly what happened. So that's why the CSA. It, I mean, it's just the truth. CSA I mean, I 2010. Yeah. I understand that. I do understand that. Yeah. But I just don't think the driver should. I just don't think it as, should have been as severe as what some of it is because they're, they're still out there. Mm-hmm. So I think that if they would have gotten more stern on the companies then the drivers wouldn't have gotten as infected. And then the drivers can make that choice not to drive for that crappy company. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. Um, The other um, uh, issues that a trucking company has, insurance costs, which has gone through the roof. These guys are, especially if you're a small trucking company, a lot of these guys, we know guys here locally that had to get out of trucking. Or, and go drive somebody else's truck because, mm-hmm. you know, as a one-man show, they just couldn't afford it. It was in, insane money. The economy is a big thing with the trucking companies right now. That's one of the big things. We know that in the last, um, say, 18 months, a uh, record amount of drive van companies have gone out of business. Um, so I think a lot of it has to do with, you know. People not going out freight. and buying. Yeah. I mean, exactly. It's... It'll turn around. Um, yep. Driver distraction was another one. Um, and so, of, of so course, the driver, I, 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 that should go with your high insurance rate. Well, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the drivers are upset over the driver's distractions. Is no, that what you know? No, we're talking about the trucking companies right now. Okay. You threw me off there. I didn't know you switched. Sorry. You know, no, I, if, if you, if we did a rewind on it, you would probably, we would catch you not paying attention when I said, we're on the trucking company side. But anyways. When did you start the trucking company side? Um, it's been like insurance costs. Well, like you, go, no, you said small owners. You said small small guys got out because of that. I don't. Because. I, I'm going to have to listen to this. Because when editing's a small in there. trucking company. Like a guy that's an owner operator. Uh, I just didn't hear you say that you were switching to companies. Uh, that's okay. So uh, I'm going to go before editing does anything to this and see if I can hear it. <laughs> okay. Very good. So, anyways, um, driver distraction is a big one with trucking companies because, yeah. well, look at our son. Yesterday, we get a phone call, or actually a text. He just got rear-ended mm-hmm. by another CRV. Rear-ended him right in the gazoo, and obviously, the guy was doing what? Texting and driving. So just come right down out. the street mm-hmm. and just demolish his vehicle and. Um, pretty me- pre- messed up my son's uh, CR was well, his wife's CRV pretty bad, and you know praise the Lord that nobody got hurt. Mm-hmm. Our um, five year old mm-hmm. little granddaughter was in there, and uh, everybody's all right. But this is this goes with what these trucking companies are. Uh, it's a big fear to trucking companies, you know, uh, driver distraction going down the road, and uh, people are on their phone. I mean. You see it all the time. We had that truck driver send us that video um, last week or a week before of his trainer. Yeah. Did you see that video? We posted it. I said, oh, well, I'll post it. Yeah. And I never put the trucking company down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because he said he went and reported it to the trucking company himself. So there was no sense in, you know, smacking the trucking company around for it. And you're welcome. And I'm sure they know who they are and they listen to us. So... But uh, I'm sure they terminated that trainer. I mean, that would be insane to keep him. You're supposed to be a trainer setting example. Exactly. And You're a guy, professional, period. This guy's doing, I mean, this guy isn't just texting. It wasn't just that moment. He said, this is like going on the whole time this guy's driving. 
And that's just what's super scary about that is he's probably a driver that would hate someone else in a, in a four wheeler or whatever doing like texting and driving and, and maybe swerving or doing something ridiculous then. So he's no different. He's a hypocrite because he's in a 80,000 pound killing machine doing the same exact thing. So your take on it is, is you know in your mind that he don't like other people doing it. Well, most people that can't stand something sometimes is like sometimes people... They do it themselves. Do it themselves. They're hypocrites when it comes to that. But not everyone. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. a lot of times the drivers that, that do that freely or continue and continue are ones that really can't stand it when another mm-hmm. person's doing it. And, you know... It's just the way they are. So anyways, um, and, uh, that's that's really pretty much the the actual podcast today. Um, how does it feel to be back? You know, we were on vacation for the last week, sitting on a beach with hurricane winds. Yeah. But it was pretty nice, though. I mean, it was really cool. It, just, um, some, it was a lot of bike riding and eating, gaining a couple pounds and just chilling. Good for yourself. Out. I didn't gain. Didn't you gain any? No. No? All right. Well, let's have to... But anyways, uh, that's that's all I got. Got anything else? I can do the word. You can do the word. What's the word of the day? Well, let me go By back. Word genius. I got to go up to it because I had something else open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ready? Um, yeah. Legerity. 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 Spell it. Legerity. L e g e r i t y. Legerity. Legerity. It's a noun. And it's Middle French from the mid-16th century. What does it mean? It means lightness in movement or action, nimbleness, 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 agility, flexibility of mind, mental agility, or lack of weight or weightless, weightness, lightness of touch or feeling, like a feather. Use it in a sentence. The lambs pranced with a sense of legerity. Astronauts experience a feeling of legerity when in outer space. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I like that. That was it. All right. Well, I guess we are out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.